I'm not particularly into New Year. I don't think there's anything magical that happens when the bell chimes 12. <laughs> um, I do have friends that like they love getting new planners and calendars and picking like a word for the year and setting goals and stuff. <laughs> um, but I'm kind of one of those people that's like, yay, time off work. Um, <laughs> I'm not a fuss about resolutions. Welcome back to another episode of Him Partial, the podcast where we talk all things church music. I'm Monet Funka. And I'm Cara Devereaux. And not only are we back, but back with us is our little friend, Isaac Watts. If you can't tell by now, we are real Watts fans. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the encouraging lyrics to Jesus Shall Reign and why they matter to us as we find ourselves coming into a new year. But first, we have a lot of new followers on social media since we launched our Christmas episodes last year. So welcome to all of you. We're grateful to have you as a part of our Him Partial family. We want to make sure that you don't miss any future episodes. So make sure and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. But if you're taking a social media fast for January, you can sign up for free for our once a week newsletter at himpartial.com where you get the episodes delivered directly to you, almost no effort required. It's great. Um, And the other bonus with our email list is that we send you some of our favorite recordings of the hymns that we've been talking about, um, as well as other things, trivia and stuff that didn't make it to the episode. So if you want all those fun bonus extras, please do sign up. It's himpartial.com. So, for those of you who have not yet listened to our episode on When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, here's a quick recap of Isaac Watts' life. He was born in 1674 to nonconformist parents and had a talent for, well, everything from a young age. Um, he was particularly gifted when it came to poetry. And he began hymn writing after complaining about how lackluster the singing in his own church and the church in general was. Um, His father told him, basically, if he didn't like it, he should do something about it. So he did. Um, And he wasn't well liked for it at the time because at that time, the church sang almost exclusive psalmody, which is a really interesting topic we've also covered in other episodes if you're interested in learning more. He didn't just write hymns though, he also created modern paraphrases of the Psalms and it's one of those that we're talking about today. So what better way to start a new year than with the hymn Jesus Shall Reign? And I just thought I'd ask you Monet, how are you feeling about this new year? Um, I don't know, it's a, it's... I think culturally, we're just kind of programmed to feel really optimistic about the new year. It's kind of like, well, you know, if last year was a great year for you, then, you know, try again this year. And if last year was a terrible year for you, then, you know, you get a fresh slate. Like it's, it's a little bit like almost religious, like, you know, how people look forward to the new year. I don't necessarily subscribe to those things, but I do think the new year is as good as time as any to take stock and reflect on yourself and your walk and how you're doing. And, you know, uh, so I do think that's, that's a good thing for 2021 is to say, okay, well, what am I, what, how am I doing with my relationship with the Lord and the church and my Bible and my heart? Where am I spiritually and, and how can I look to 
towards God more often. I think. Yeah, I'd agree. I'm not particularly into New Year. I don't think there's anything magical that happens when the bell chimes 12. <laughs> um, I do have friends that like they love getting new planners and calendars and picking like a word for the year and setting goals and stuff. <laughs> um, but I'm kind of one of those people that's like, yay, time off work. Um, <laughs> I'm not a fuss about resolutions because uh, yeah. I figure you can start stuff at any time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's a good time to take stock. And the reason we decided to talk about Jesus shall reign is because last year, uh, which is 2020, for those of you watching from the future or listening from the future, (laughs) um, you will know that it was a hard year for everybody. Mm. Um, I don't think there was anyone whose life wasn't at least a little disrupted by something. Um, And when our plans go to pot and the world is going to pieces around us, it's so easy to get stressed and panicky. Um, especially if this new year isn't looking that much better. So Mm. we thought we'd bring a much needed reminder that you don't need to be stressed about the coming year or anything at any point um, or any year after that, because Jesus reigns and that's the truth. And that's the encouragement at the very heart of this hymn. So Monet is going to read you the lyrics of the six verses that we still sing today. Nice. So, um, starting at verse one, obviously. Jesus shall reign where'er the sun does his successive journeys run. His kingdom stretch from shore to shore till moons shall wax and wane no more. To him shall endless prayer be made and praises throng to crown his head. His name, like sweet perfume, shall rise with every morning sacrifice. People and realms of every tongue dwell on his love with sweetest song, and infant voices shall proclaim their early blessings on his name. Blessings abound where'er he reigns. The prisoner leaps to lose his chains. The weary find eternal rest, and all the sons of want are blessed. Where he displays his healing power, death and the curse are known no more. In him the tribes of Adam boast more blessings than their father lost. Let every creature rise and bring peculiar honors to our king. Angels descend with songs again and earth repeat the loud amen. Start your year off with that on your lips, eh? (laughs) Yeah, it's a really good one. Um, and I just wanted to you to read the lyrics at the beginning so that we have it in our mind as we, we're going forward. Mm. So this was a hymn that is actually loosely based on Psalm 72. It's known as a missionary hymn because of its talk of the gospel reaching the ends of the earth. Mm. But it's also a hymn of assurance for the believer that there's nothing on this earth that can stop God from building his church and gaining the glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's no exciting story that I know of around the writing of this hymn, but um, the original tune does have a tinge of tragedy to it. Oh, It's okay. <laughs> it was originally set to a tune called Duke Street, which to me sounds like a seedy blues club. Um, but it was believed to be the street on which the composer lived. That's Duke Street. Okay. His name was John Hatton. And this is the only tune that he ever wrote that we know of. Hmm. And soon after he wrote it, 
He died after he was thrown from a stagecoach in a tragic accident. Oh my gosh. He was 83, I think. So it wasn't oh. like, it wasn't oh. like he was sort of in his 20s and yeah. had this blossoming career before him. He had a long life. Yeah, he, he did appear to have a long life. But that's literally pretty much all we know about him. Wow. Um, and stories like that always get me thinking about how some people are just like walk-on parts in church yeah. history or hymn yeah. history. And yet yeah. they have like such a lasting impact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, in the UK, the tune we commonly sing is called Truro, mm. um, which is a place name. It's quite difficult to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what, what? Truro? Truro. There's actually a movie called The Last Train to Truro. And it's not a popular movie because, no, just kidding. <laughs> it's a no really idea. old black and white. Like, it's really hard to say. One. They were like, yeah. The Last Train to... Ah, just put it straight to video. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It is the tune I like best, though, because it's really upbeat and triumphant. Mm-hmm. Um, in the US... Um, this song sometimes sung to a tune called Dunstan, which also reminds me of a movie, um, a more recent one that was one of my childhood favorites. I don't know if you've ever seen Dunstan Checks In. I I think I have, but I cannot remember the plot at all. It's uh, Rupert Everett is a jewel thief and he's using an orangutan called Dunstan to rob the hotel rooms. <laughs> is this it's a as 90s stupid film? as it sounds. Yeah, it's a 90s <laughs> film. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plot to a 90s film. So, uh, oh, yeah. It was so good. Anyway, there are other tunes it can be put to um, because it's a fairly standard meter. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a commonly used meter for other hymns. So there, there are a few. Um, and you may have heard it to various songs. There's no particular tune that people really strongly associate it with, like maybe Joy to the World or Amazing Grace. Um, it's quite flexible. So wait, is the... Uh, title <laughs> is that one the the one that goes da, 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 da. that's it right yes but dunstan sounds really similar does it okay Ooh. so truro's the one that's like yeah. and dunstan starts off really similar in the first line but then changes in the second line yeah okay the one you the true when you just hummed is the one i'm used to singing this song okay yeah settled um, <laughs> I had to I had to listen to both of them about four times over and over again to work out the difference because I was like I'm sure this is the same tune um but then I worked it out they're different <laughs> <laughs> but it's the lyrics that uh we really want to encourage you guys with as we find ourselves reeling from one year and trying to get ourselves together for another one yeah so Monet is there anything particularly that struck you as you read the lyrics just now Oh, so much. <laughs> I, the, 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 the line that got me is in verse three. Is it three? Uh, one, two, three, four, where um, it says blessings abound where he reigns. The prisoner leaps to loose his chains. Uh, the weary find eternal rest and all the sons of want are blessed. That like the prisoner leaping to, to lose his chains is like really like, I don't know. It's such a joyous image, you know, because 
anybody who's in prison is like, woohoo, I'm free. Like when they're free, they're like, I've, you know, I'm, I'm free to like live now. I was, I was shackled down, but now I'm free. We obviously know that the prisoner in this case is, is us. Like we're prisoners to our sin and to our flesh. And, you know, here comes this liberating uh, God who, you know, he's reigning over us and we're like, under his under his rule, we could leap from our our chains. It's just like such a great picture, and it also I feel like speaks to the heart of the Christian who knows their status. You know that they aren't that great, and that like they really are like prisoners in jail who have committed crimes. In this case, sins against God. So, anyways, I think that's a good bit. That actually reminded me when I read those lyrics about um, a line from another of my favorite hymns. Um, you'll know it. It goes, my chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth and followed thee. Mm, Love yes. it so much. Good one. <laughs> yeah, we will talk about um, that song one day. Yeah. <laughs> one day in the future. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I really liked the image of Jesus reigning wherever the sun rises mm-hmm. um, because he himself is the light and there's nowhere on earth that his word won't reach. Mm-hmm. And it also reminds me of Malachi 4, where it talks about the sun of righteousness rising with healing in its wings. Oh, so, nice. yeah, you've got the hymn opens with a really confident assertion that Jesus reigns and he doesn't just reign, he reigns over all the earth. And I don't know about you, but that's something that I definitely need to be reminded of at the yeah. moment. Um, And then in verse two, you've got a lovely connection between prayer and his glory. And I know prayer can be hard. And one of my New Year's resolutions that I don't have is (laughs) to be be, um, better at praying. Mm. Um, But in praying to him and in praising him, God has given the glory. And that should be a motivation for us. Um, And then, like you say, verse four is a beautiful picture of the gospel with the prisoners leaping. And um, Mm. as someone who's tired all the time, I also really appreciate (laughs) the promise of eternal rest. (laughs) Oh, girl, you're talking to a girl who knows what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. If you're someone who is coming into this year or even this morning weary and worn, um, just hold on to that promise because it is coming. Um, And if you need the encouragement, you can read more about it in Hebrews 3. Mm. Yes. So where Christ reigns, there is salvation, there is blessing, there is supply for all of our needs. And in the end, there will be rest from the sin-sick world. And so Mm. we persevere. Yeah. And then verse five yeah, tickles tickles me for really rather geeky reasons. <laughs> um, you have this beautiful promise that all things will be made new and we will be more blessed than even Adam was before the fall. And mm. there's speculation among the boffins that this actually references Milton's Paradise Lost because Milton refers to Adam's fall as the fortunate fall. Because it brought about the blessings of redemption that we wouldn't have had if Adam hadn't fallen. Interesting. Yes. So (laughs) this is Isaac Watts, boy genius, that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So he could be referencing Milton. It wouldn't shock me. Um, Mm -hmm. But he could also be talking about Romans 5, where one man's disobedience meant many were made sinners. But by the obedience of one, many will be made righteous. 
Yeah. Um, it's Isaac Watts. Who knows? It's probably both. <laughs> oh, bobblehead Watts. <laughs> His head was so big because it was just crammed with knowledge. and Crammed with knowledge. Oh, yeah. Such a blessing, though. Yeah. And then you've got verse six, the inevitable conclusion that everything must praise him and everything will praise him when he returns. Mm -hmm. And this is reflected as well in two verses that we no longer sing. Oh, So there's a reason why we no longer sing them. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're probably not <clears throat> as politically correct as people would find comfortable today. Mm. So in Psalm 72, it mentions places like Tarshish, Sheba, and Seba. Mm -hmm. But Isaac Watts always believed in making the Bible understandable to modern people. So he updated the references and came up with these two verses. Mm -hmm. Behold the islands with their kings, and Europe her best tribute brings. From north to south the princes meet to pay their homage at his feet. Their Persia, glorious to behold, their India shines in eastern gold, and barbarous nations at his word submit and bow and own their lord. Hmm. Is that is that muscular Christianity? <laughs> it's colonial Christianity is oh, what it is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I mean, he's not saying anything particularly I think the most objectionable thing for people now would be the barbarous nations. Mm -hmm. um, but but what, yeah. is he referring to like all of the mentioned like non-European nations as being barbarous? Or is he just saying, here are all these wonderful nations and then I'm not even going to talk about the barbarous ones. Is that what he's saying? I don't think it's clear enough to be able <laughs> to make a decision one way or another yeah. but I imagine if he's a well-read guy then he would potentially understand that Persia was a source of a lot of philosophy astronomy because he was into astronomy so he probably mm. might have read some of the per early Persian astronomers I don't know um don't know. it's hard to tell really but you can see why we don't sing them anymore yeah, I mean, I guess they just really don't have much to do with honoring. I mean, I don't want to say much to do with, but it's it takes the focus off the God who's reigning. It kind of brings it closer to earth instead of the rest of the verses, which take us away from like our earthly focus and focus on the king who's reigning over the earth, you know, who's highly exalted and lifted up, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Maybe that's oversimplistic. But the really cool thing about those last two lines about the barbarous nations at his words submit and bow and own their Lord is that this song um, was sung at one point by, so it was in the, I've got to get the dates right. Oh man. You know, John Payton, there's a missionary called John Payton and he was a missionary, I think during the Victorian era maybe slightly earlier and he was a missionary to the cannibals in the South Sea Islands mm. and it was very hard and it didn't get off to a great start and he lost a wife and he lost mm. children and stuff oh, wow. to disease um, but in the end one of the tribal leaders like the tribal king 
he came to faith, as did a whole bunch of people in his tribe, and they decided that they were going to replace their constitution with one that reflected their faith. Mm-hmm. And when the ceremony or whatever it was, was over, they sang this song. There were like 5,000 of these ex-cannibal Christians. Wow. Yeah. So it's really cool um, where this song has been sung as well. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. I mean, that's just not to, it sounds to belittle it and say, oh, it's so cool how, how God saves. It's obviously very awesome how he's mighty to save. And that obviously just points again to his glory. Yeah. I mean, those islands in the back of beyond, they're, you know, as grim as it got at the time. Mm. And yet the light of Christ shines even there. Wow. Um, and I don't think it's patronizing or muscular Christianity to say that. <laughs> I think it's just, you know, give God the glory. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one thing about verse six that I did want to mention, mm. um, which is that peculiar doesn't mean quirky mm. like it does now. It means unique. Mm. So if something is peculiar to you, it's unique to you. Mm-hmm. So our praises must be unique to God. And that's a key thing to remember. Not only is the whole world to praise and worship him, but they're to praise and worship only him. Mm -hmm. Yep. So as we come into this new year, um, be singing this song. It's great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Bring it out when you're stressed and anxious and fed up and keep reminding yourself of the truth that Jesus reigns everywhere and he's got this, whatever this might be. Yeah. So as we finish, I thought it'd be really nice if Monet could read us the psalm that this is taken from, Psalm 72. And as you listen, um, see if you can pick out where Watts was drawing his lyrics from. Psalm 72. Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the royal son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. Let the mountains bear prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor, of the people, give deliverance to the children of the needy and crush the oppressor. May they fear you while the sun endures and as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he be like rain that falls on the mown grass like showers that water the earth. In his days, may the righteous flourish and peace abound till the moon be no more. May he have dominion from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. May desert, may de- desert tribes bow down before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the coastlands render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Saba bring gifts. May all kings fall down before him. All nations serve him. For he delivers the needy when he calls the poor and him who has no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence, he redeems their life. And precious is their blood in his sight. Long may he live. May May gold of Sheba be given to him. May prayer be made for him continually and blessings invoked for him all the day. May there be abundance of grain in the land. 
on the tops of the mountains may it wave. May its fruits be like Lebanon, and may people blossom in the cities like grass of the field. May his name endure forever, his fame continue as long as the sun. May people be blessed in him, all nations call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who, does, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. And amen. And if that's not enough to remind you what your hope is in, I'm just going to share with you, um, just leave you with these last few verses uh, from Revelation 5, which says, Then I looked. And I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, and saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honour and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honour and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. Amen. Amen. And thank you for that, Cara. This was a great uh, way, I think, to kick off the new year, um, thinking about um, our God who reigns and what that means. We'll, uh, we'll continue looking at some encouraging um, uh, songs this year. So make sure you hit subscribe and that you're uh, signed up for our newsletter so that you don't miss another episode. But until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you.